Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Real World Nutrition. Today I'd like to address with you all what counts as water, how much should we drink, do we really need eight glasses a day, and does it always have to be water? This is one of the more common nutrition questions I get from all kinds of people asking me, how much water should I drink? And some people grew up hearing about the eight glasses of water per day. Others have different formulas that they've heard and use. And I have to say, first things first, this is so different based on so many different factors in your life as to what counts and not so much what counts, but how much do you need? So I cannot say and will not say one size fits all. Some people may need that 64 ounces and that eight glasses a day works for them, but that isn't really based on any science or evidence. It's just a nice, easy eight by eight way to remember or have people believe that's how much water they need to drink. Now, how much we need as individuals is going to vary based on many factors. Our age our activity level, and of course that can vary day to day, our sex, whether we're male or female, and just even on a day-to-day basis as an individual, that need may vary based on the environment or what you happen to be doing that day. So first things first, what counts? 
I use the terms of water and fluid interchangeably. And while we most, we, most of us know that's not exactly how it works, water is just straight hydrogen or H2O, hydrogen and oxygen, there are other things that contribute to our overall fluid intake. And the big picture, what counts as water or what counts as fluid is pretty much everything we eat and drink. So if it's liquid, whether it's coffee or tea or juice or milk or even soda, that all contributes fluid to our overall intake. Now, some of these aren't necessarily the healthiest sources, like sugar-sweetened soda doesn't have any nutrients in it except for sugar and, of course, the fluid. And coffee and tea do have health benefits, assuming we don't add a lot of sugar or milk to it or dairy products to it because that would add calories. And that's not necessarily the worst thing, but I just want to let you know that it is still counts towards your overall fluid intake. And people will say, well, isn't caffeine a diuretic? Doesn't caffeine cause us to lose more water? And it does to a certain extent, but the amount of water that may be lost based on the caffeine content is usually made up by the water that's used to make the coffee or the liquid portion of that caffeinated beverage. So it ends up coming out equal or sometimes ahead in the big picture when we're talking about caffeinated beverages. And while juices have their benefit, there's nutrients in there, vitamins and minerals, they do have a concentrated source of naturally occurring sugar. But again, the fluid portion does contribute to your overall water content. So again, pretty much all liquids will count towards your overall fluid intake, with the exception of alcohol. And anybody who's consumed alcohol will recognize that we will tend to lose more water. We tend to pee a lot more if we're drinking alcohol, and that can cause increased fluid loss. So no alcohol will count towards your overall fluid intake, no matter what type of alcohol it is. So that doesn't count. So all fluids count, but what about foods? Well, pretty much all foods will count as well. So fruits and vegetables, of course, have a lot of water content, even cooked, unless they're dehydrated, which of course their fluid content is virtually non-existent. But all foods will contribute to overall fluid intake. Even meat, if you think about meat, is the muscle, and it's about 80% water. So unless you're eating jerky and no other type of meat, you're going to be getting water from those different forms of meat. And that contributes to your overall intake. So people just don't always register or recognize that their foods contribute as much water as it does. It contributes to your overall fluid intake for the day. And keep in mind, even things like beans and grains and pasta will contribute to fluid intake because we are not eating beans dry. At least we shouldn't be. So there's water that's added to beans. They're soaked or cooked in water or some other fluid, 
and that will contribute to overall water intake. Same with pasta, same with rice, same with cooked cereals like oatmeal and cream of wheat. Those all have water in them. And people don't always think of that, but again, that will contribute to your overall intake. So you may see in places that, depending on your age and your sex, that you may need anywhere from 50 to 100 ounces of fluid. And again, that is because all foods will contribute, or I should say, we don't need that to drink that as water because all foods will contribute to your overall intake. Now, there's a couple other places that we will get fluid that we don't tend to think about is the process of metabolism, the breaking down of our food into usable energy will have a byproduct of H2O or water, and that contributes a little bit as well. So I have people who will often tell me that they're drinking a gallon or a gallon and a half of water a day. I've even had some people tell me they drink two and a half gallons of water a day. I'm a little skeptical of this, although maybe this is what some people are doing. One, I want to know what kind of work they do because I just can't imagine being able to drink that much water and having a function throughout the day where you're not constantly having to go to the bathroom. It's not really necessary to do that. And it could potentially lead to a higher risk of overhydration or a dilution of the sodium in our body called hyponatremia. And we don't want to have too much plain water. Over-consuming plain water is potentially dangerous. So with all of these things to take into consideration, where we have activity levels and we have all the food counting and all the liquid beverages, with the exception of alcohol, counting towards our overall fluid intake, how do you know if you're getting enough water throughout the day? Well, ideally, you're drinking water throughout the day or drinking beverages throughout the day and not all at once, especially right before going to bed, because then you'll really have disrupted sleep. But the best way to know your fluid balance and if you're getting enough is urine color. And I tell people, think of this, lemonade or apple juice. So apple juice, as most of us know, is that dark, dark amber color. And if that's the color of our urine, then we need to be drinking more water. That is really a significant sign of not getting enough fluid overall. And best thing you can do is drink some more water. Now, if this is the constant or permanent color of your urine, you might want to have this checked out because that could be a sign of kidney disease. Or if you already have existing kidney disease, you may already be aware of this. Now, when it comes to the lemonade side of things, the more pale, it doesn't need to be a bright yellow, but the more pale or more clear your urine is, the more hydrated you are. And this is something you can check out throughout the day. And if you find that your urine's darker than lemonade, have some more fluid, have some more water. And if you find that it's 
pale, pale yellow or almost clear, you could probably lighten up a little bit on the fluid intake. And if it's clear and you're at the bar or you've been drinking a lot, you're going to be losing a lot of fluid or you are losing a lot of fluid. And you really want to make sure you get well hydrated um, as it relates to that. That's the only time when it's coming out clear that that's not necessarily a good thing. Your body's getting rid of water and that's going to contribute to the headache, the muscle aches, and potential soreness and dehydration as if you can continue to drink. Now, Keep this in mind, if you are working on increasing your fluid intake, let's just say you want to ease into this, and it's mostly not that it's harmful to you, but as your body's adapting, your bladder may not be ready for as much fluid anymore at this point, and you want to just adapt a little bit, allow your body to adjust to an increased intake, so ease into this over the course of a couple weeks if you can. And again, keep in mind, it's not necessarily a number of ounces that you need to drink, but just take a look at your urine color throughout the day and it'll give you a better idea of whether or not you're well hydrated. This is going to be so varied each and every day and that is real world nutrition. Take care. invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.